Welcome, guys, to the first episode of New Era Money Makers. I'm so glad that you guys decided to join us. Today, we have the GOAT of the financial markets, e-commerce, the Andre Gordon. So, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. The GOAT. Wow. Yes, the GOAT. <laughs> so, tell us a bit about your businesses that you currently run. Yeah, so, um, name's Andre Gordon, born and raised here in Toronto. And, um, man, I got so many so many things happen right now say it all um but i think i think the most people know me for day trading in the financial markets mm -hmm. i've been doing that for the last four years before that i actually had a car dealership around the area i won't say where we are but around the area <laughs> yeah, um, okay now i'm heavy and also in e-commerce so i also got clothing brand ceo stuff only we'll kind of not put the curse word in there but that's okay no problem <laughs> um, Keep it clean. i also have four other stores that I run online invested in a variety of things silent partners and a few things real estate okay i love it yeah. perfect so i know that you had a car dealership before so what made you transition into um entrepreneurship whoa online online yeah um i think just shifting and looking at the way the world's going mm -hmm. i think looking at how blockbuster ultimately got blockbuster by netflix yeah absolutely <laughs> watch <laughs> Taxi industry became Airbnb, hotel became Airbnb. Yeah. Um, taxi became Uber, I should say. Uber. My apologies. No, no worries. And yeah. um, I realized if you don't have a business online, you're kind of left behind. Yeah. So I just kind of transitioned, started to learn day trading at that time. Mm -hmm. And um, if I'm being honest, I didn't expect it to take off as fast as it did. I know it's normally a long game yeah. to play, but it took off for me very fast. And I was just fed up of the doggy dog world in the car industry. Right. <laughs> And yeah. So what do you mean by doggy dog? Like just like the sales aspect or? Yeah. So ultimately the area that I was dealing with was a lot of Italians around me mm -hmm. and me being Jamaican. They kind of were looking at me like, what's this immigrant looking guy here? Yeah. Meanwhile, right, probably like, he can't tell me nothing. Exactly. <laughs> Meanwhile, I'm the one that's born here. Right. So um, yeah. I won't get into that. But ultimately yeah. everyone just kind of was starting to like just steal my clientele, tap into my market, do different things. And oh. I said, okay, cool. If that's the game we're going to play. Caddy industry. I'm going to play that same game. But yeah. I also realized there's certain people you don't want to cross and stuff. So I'm yeah. like, you know what? I have to kind of like be aggressive, but still at the same time, tell myself, you know what? Stay in my own lane. Yeah. Yeah. And I can t I can really agree with that because in the last industry, caddy industry. Could imagine. Very caddy industry. And I've been doing it for eight years and the longer I've been doing it, it just gets messier and messier and messier. Wow. So I find that staying in your own lane, focusing on yourself and what you want to do is like the best thing you can do. Absolutely. Because people ain't right out there. I'll tell you that much. <laughs> I can tell you that much. So in total, how many businesses do you have? Um, Cause I know you said you have multiple, like, so e-commerce, is it like multiple stores? Yes. Yeah, so I have multiple e-commerce stores. I okay, currently cool. have six run at the current moment. Wow. I'm working on a jewelry one to be my seventh one. Okay. Awesome. Um, you can hook me up. Got you. Yeah. I'm getting into jewelry now. So. <laughs> really? Oh yeah, absolutely. I didn't wear any before, but lately I just, I started to wear a lot of neck chains, rings. Usually I just kept it plain, but I look so much cuter with jewelry. <laughs> Yeah, honestly, I've, I've realized when I'm looking at all my businesses, every business has its own seasons. You know what yeah. I mean? There's ebbs and flows. But I realize in the jewelry space, jewelry yeah. space, baby product space, and home decor are three areas where people are always going to be buying. Yeah. So I said, I need a jewelry 
one because I don't have a baby. I don't know what that's like. And, I can um, give you some pointers. <laughs> <laughs> and home decor, I mean, I've moved five times in the last two years, so I'm not really the home decor type of guy. I just oh. put a couch bed and I'm good to go. Oh, I got to hook you up with my mom. She's really? a home decor queen. Okay. Yes. Good to know. Good yes. to know. Okay. So also, what do you enjoy most about the online space, your six e-commerce businesses? What is it that you enjoy the most? Um, I would say flexibility. To be honest, I think That's flexibility is the most one. important thing because yeah. I love to travel. Like I'm going to Jamaica again next couple of days. Yeah. And um, I like when I'm there, I don't got to worry about, oh my gosh, when I go back home, can I still afford to pay down payments on property, mortgages, rents, yeah. car payment, yeah. all that stuff. So I like the flexibility the most, I would say. Yeah. Um, beyond that, I think just overall, I've been an entrepreneur since I've been a kid. Mm -hmm. So I just love the everyday something new, new challenges, putting out fires and things. Yeah, so, yeah. That. That's perfect. Because me, I I will be the first to tell you, like, I haven't really actually had an actual job. If I have. Ever? When I really think, I probably had one. And wow. that one lasted about four months. I've wow. always been an entrepreneur. I don't, it's not to say I don't like being told what to do, but I don't like being I like the that. flexibility. I don't like I when someone has to tell me, oh, you have to be for here from this time to this time. And I think what people don't understand too about entrepreneurship, you have to, yes, you can make your own schedule, but it's a yeah. lot more disciplined because every day you still have to get up and work for it because if you don't work, you don't make money. Right? Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. I've worked 40 plus jobs between age 18 and 21. Wow. And that's when we realized working a job is just not for me. It's not for me. But I tell everybody, like, I mean... Don't get me wrong. I'm not against jobs. Right. I need a pilot. I need someone to Uber eat my food. I need these things. Yeah. But it's just not for us, I guess I should say. Yeah, now. It's, it, it hasn't been for me for a while. And, and I always keep coming back to entrepreneurship. That's how I know you have to take it full-fledged. That's crazy. We've never really had a job. Wow. That's good. No. When I really think of it, I had one and the hours were like 10 to 6. And those hours just didn't work for me because... <sighs> By the time I commute there, I'm I'm tired. Gotcha. I don't have the energy to focus on what they have at hand for me at work. And then six o'clock, it's done. It's yeah. done. By the time you get home, Can't do nothing. you commute home. It's an hour. I'm home at seven. I want to go to bed. Well, oh, you're not a night owl. I'm not. No, I'm really not. I'm in bed by like nine, nine thirty. Okay. Very rarely over the last couple of weeks, I've been going to bed very, very late, but. I'm an early riser as well, 6 a.m. Yeah, we're <laughs> super opposite. Now that I, I'm now 6 a.m., I'm probably just going to bed, just tapping into my first dream or something. At 6 a.m.? Yeah, I'm, I'm like 4 o'clock. I'm like just unwinding. Yeah. How in the – I don't know how you function like that. And then I get up at 12, 1 o'clock in the afternoon. Oh, so you barely sleep. Yeah, no, I'm the complete opposite. I go to bed. <laughs> About like nine, nine thirty, up by six because I want to go to the gym and do other stuff. Lately, I've been slacking on the gym at six a.m. I'll go around ten, but um, wow, I don't, I can't, I won't be able to function. I feel like I have too much to do. Yeah, to go to bed that late, but kudos to you. For it's that. tough. I'm not gonna lie to you though. Yeah. Like, I'll be honest. So, what do you do during that time? So, a lot of it for me was I've always been a night owl mm -hmm. since I was young. I started to wake up at 6, 7 o'clock in the morning when I started day trading. And I was like, okay, cool. Ah, I'm going to start trading. When I moved to Vancouver, mm -hmm. everything thrown off because yeah. of three-hour difference. Because, yeah, yeah, they're behind. Yeah, so by the time I moved back to Toronto in 20, 
no, where'd I go from? By the time I moved back to the East Coast in Montreal, mm. I should say, in 2021, I just got so used to waking up three hours later than everybody else. And I said, okay, cool. As an entrepreneur, you got to adapt. Mm-hmm. So I said, let me just adapt myself to waking up later, but then going to bed later so I'm not being counterproductive. Yeah, makes sense. Um, so another question I have is like, what would you say the hardships you face as an entrepreneur in your businesses or like the cons you would say? Oh my gosh. I think there's more cons than pros to be very transparent. Really? Yeah. Like, okay. so early really? on, like, I think one of the number one stigmas is it's lonely at the top yeah. and it's not really true. It's lonely in the process. You know what I mean? Like, I feel like when I first got started off in entrepreneurship, no one understood me. Yeah. You know what I mean? My mom was like, you're wasting your time. Go find a real job. Go to school. Yeah. And I'm like, mm, I'm not going to college. I'm not going to university. I don't believe in it. Yeah. Um, my dad was kind of open up to the idea of it because he's a business owner. Okay. And, yeah. um, but still was kind of like, eh. Mm, go to school. <laughs> yeah. All my friends around me were like, what are you doing? Yeah. Like, go figure something out with yourself. Andre, you're from the hood. Like, don't be another statistic. Yeah. And I'm like, I'm not selling drugs or anything. I'm just going to go entrepreneurship. <laughs> sure, right. So I think a lack of support is very important to know that that's a big con of it. Yeah. But I think once you can get over that hump of understanding, you can't look from support for support from people that can't support themselves. Facts. You know what I mean? So that's that, big facts. That was very tough. Yeah. Um, another big con is ultimately you don't have a boss. Mm-hmm. So if you don't work, you don't get paid. You don't show up, you don't get paid. Yeah, discipline. I think entrepreneurship takes a lot of discipline to get up and do it every day, even if some days you're not even seeing oh yeah income. oh yeah like i started this year having covid yeah so i was like so just down and out but i'm like i gotta do something because bills still got, i gotta get paid yeah you know what i mean that's... so that's kind of like another con that comes with it um the flexibility could be too much for the wrong person right where you're just like okay i'm just gonna party seven <laughs> days a week like yeah i have the time to do what i want i'm gonna get up whenever i want i find that when you're an entrepreneur you have to have structure yeah. Like even with myself, I still I have a schedule daily. So this time this time I'm doing this, this time this time I'm doing this. And that's how I keep myself balanced. Because really? otherwise I feel like I probably won't get anything done. I'll just go off and do things that aren't productive to what I'm trying to achieve. So Yeah, honestly, it's tough. Like I got I have moments where I could go six months with a set routine. Mm-hmm. And I got six months where I'm just like, no routine. Mm-hmm. But I think the one thing that remains consistent for myself is waking up in gratitude. Yeah. Waking up and expressing gratitude for the smallest things. Having one. breath of fresh air, having a home, food in the, in the fridge, a stove to use, yeah. a cell phone. Yeah. Right. Um, that remains very consistent. Now back in the gym, that's consistent. Just the time I do it varies. Yeah. <laughs> that's me. Varies. Yeah. Um, this this year has changed. Yeah. As long as it gets done, that's my mind. It's like, you know what? Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, perfect. So I know you said in terms of like the hardship is a con is the supportiveness. So what would you say to the people who say that your job is not an actual job? Um, Two words came to mind for me, but. For some people, it's it's tough because I feel like for me personally, like I'm psychologically unemployable. That's just a, a logo I've always just kind of went by. So it's like, Andre, you're unemployed. Sure, call me unemployed. It is what it is. Yeah. Just don't call me broke. I'll take anything else. <laughs> you know what I mean? But yep. I, I feel for some people, if they understand what entrepreneurship is, mm-hmm. then it's okay, cool. But I think a lot of it comes down to your upbringing. You know what I mean? Like my grandmother retired very early due to real estate investments. That's great. 
So if it wasn't for me following her and looking at her, I wouldn't know. Mm-hmm. You could retire younger than 65 without yeah. having a regular job. Exactly. So I think for the individual that looks at entrepreneurship, like it's not a job or you're unemployed. It's like, you're right. I don't have a job. I'm not employed, but I'm okay with it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So pros and cons on both sides. Pros. Okay. And what would you say the pros is besides flexibility? I know financially that's a, a pro, but in terms of your um, area, industry, what would you say is your greatest pro? No cap on income. Like, I think the biggest thing for like everyone I was asking, Andre, why did you choose to be a day trader? Yeah. Like, you're going to lose money. I'm like, you're right. I am going to lose money, but I'm going to make so much more. Right. So I love that ability of knowing for myself when I wake up, for example, today's not a weekday, right? But when, <laughs> <laughs> but when, when it's a weekday myself and I wake up, it's okay, cool. How do I, can I capitalize on making 5 to 10% this morning within mm-hmm. my trading session? And if I see three subs that I like, I'm not capped on saying, okay, I only got to settle with 5%. Let's right. go for the 8%. Let's go for the 12%. So I love the fact that there's no cap in income mm-hmm. as a massive pro of entrepreneurship. Um, also, I am very social for some individuals. I know people look at me on Instagram. They're like, you're always doing comedy stuff. You have a ton of followers and stuff. Yeah. But I'm very introverted low-key. You know what I mean? Like I, moved, I feel you. That's a big fact. I yeah. feel you on that one. Like I moved oh, yeah. to the West Coast to a, a place where I knew nobody on purpose. Oh. I didn't want to be around anybody. On purpose? Yeah. Like okay. I, I truly wanted to be for myself to say, okay, get comfortable being by myself, being around nobody where I can go outside. No one knows who I am. Yeah. So I love that. So I love the fact of being a day trader as a whole. I don't got to talk to anybody if I don't want to talk to nobody to make money. That's it's me and my computer and me and my phone. That's a big one because usually people move, want to be closer to the people they love and closer to the people they're familiar with. And you did the complete opposite. opposite. Yeah. So you didn't feel like lonely at all. You didn't like not nothing. I want to say know if I could personally do that because like my parents moved um, last year and like I'm there like every other month. <laughs> wow. Because like I'm so used to like having them so close. I've had moments like I'm not gonna lie to you. At one moment, so kind of about rewind, give you an idea of the whole. I moved out my mom's house in 2019. Mm-hmm. At my oh, first right. six-figure year. Hit. Yeah. And so I, I moved downtown Toronto, condo overlooking the water, my dream goal as like as a kid. Yeah. And that's where I was. And then literally three months, into, not even three months, three weeks into moving into my condo, my dad had a heart attack. Oh, I'm so sorry. So I was like, okay, my dreams of moving to the U.S. kind of has to go on pause. Yeah. Because I got to be nearby him. Yeah. So I kind of stuck it through Toronto for some time and mm-hmm. stuff. And then... Mid 2020, mm-hmm. he went back to work and stuff, and I was like, "Oh, you're good." Okay. He's like, "Yeah." I said, "Okay, cool. Peace. I'm going to Vancouver." <laughs> okay. So being out there now, I was like, "Okay, he's taken care of. He's fine. I got to take care of me now." Yeah. And I think yeah. the mental health aspect is something that's really heavily missed. Yes. Where, I mean, it is what it is. The last five six years, I spent myself doing 16 Zoom calls every single day, mm. speaking in front of thousands of people. Yeah. And not once did someone ask, "How are you doing?" No one ever usually asks that as an ever. because on social media, on in public, like sometimes people feel like they know you through social media and they know what you're going through. Perception, yeah. But behind closed doors. Oh yeah. Man, I've had a couple <laughs> breakdowns myself with businesses. I have my low days. I have the days where my head's in my pillow and I'm crying. Like entrepreneurship is not easy. It's not easy. It's not for the weak. It's not. It's not. It's not. And I think what also heightens it, I saw a conversation about this with one of my best friends of the day, 
being a young black man from the hood, what? you're not allowed to have emotions. Nope. So it's like when people look at you and you have emotions, like, oh, you're weak. Yeah. So it's like any emotion I have, I have to kind of just like bottle it in. And I got to the point where it's scary, but I've now become numb to certain mm. things. Like I had a conversation with somebody even the other day and we we're talking about what's acceptable to start crying. And I was like, certain things I feel like people just cry for no reason. <laughs> I'm the type where I've only cried once in the last 15 years with my dad's passing. Of course. You know yeah. what I mean? So it's like there's certain things that I feel like no one's ever going to stand as an entrepreneur. Yeah. Honestly, entrepreneur, like I was saying, is not for the weak because I feel like people start making money. They're on their high highs. And then suddenly life starts to shift. Like COVID's like switched oh, up a lot of yes. stuff for a lot of people. And I feel like that's when a lot of <clears throat> entrepreneurs tapped out because the money wasn't there. They still have to. Man, COVID, you're so right. I stuck it out through COVID. COVID was honestly a dent in my pockets. I'm not going to lie because I have my space mm. and the government's not going to help me. I'm still paying everything. So you didn't close down? Like you actually closed down? You didn't just like put blinds up and. Go oh no! Back like everyone else did. <laughs> we're we're I end up working from home during that time. I'm Got like you. I still have bills to pay. If yeah. you're not stopping the payments I have on my physical location, then I'm not stopping working. Because at this point, are you going to exactly. feed me? Are you going to feed my family? Are you going to pay all the bills that still keep coming? Nope. But that whole COVID situation put everybody in a dent. Like a lot of entrepreneurs tapped out, and. It's sad. It's really yeah. sad. But like it was, it you have to be strong. Like sometimes it's tough, but I find that you also have to be very innovative and creative as an entrepreneur to find different ways to market to your target audience to do all these different things. But I think that's a big word you said. The market side of it, like yeah, it's crazy. And this is one of the things I told somebody. Really, twenty twenty when things shut down and closed down, I literally watched my phone blow up. Really. Andre, I need something. Help me out. Support me. Real estate slow. This is slow. This is that. Da, da, da. Yeah. I got laid off. And I kid you not, in a 90-day span, I went from like 15,000 followers on Instagram to like 30,000. Yeah. Because now everyone was Incredible. looking towards something. Yeah. But I understood as an entrepreneur, this is opportunity for me. Yeah. So I said, now, instead of me just only doing my own thing, I'm going to get paid to teach it. Exactly. And that's where yeah. big opportunity came. But you're so right. A lot of entrepreneurs tapped out. Yeah, it, they did. And for me, too, like with COVID, I had to find a way to be innovative, too, because everything was now going online. Like, so you're with e-commerce and, you know, everybody yeah. was online shopping. Even I did a lot of online shopping because oh, yeah. they had crazy sales. But I'm like, OK, I provide a physical service. Um, My products were not selling as much because no one's working. Yeah. Everything's closed. So I'm like, okay, what if people are home right now? So that's when I designed my online courses. So that was a super smart. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, everything's online now. So let me people teach people how to do this online. They can do it from home. And that way, that kind of created passive income for me too, because it's pre-recorded. Yeah. Literally. So people just buy it. All the videos are there. When they're done, all I do is create their certification, send it off to them. That's it for me. Super smart, yeah. Right? So I think as an entrepreneur, you always have to find different ways to make money because, like, yeah. different streams in one business. For me, like, I'll take lashes, for example. <laughs> yes, I provide the service, but I also teach. I also sell products. I also um, 
have my online courses. I also have my space as well. So there's different ways you can utilize one industry and make different streams of income, which I feel like yeah. is very important because if you just stick with one, if one comes crashing down, that's your income. You're right. That's like literally, I always talk about this in my presentation and trainings. It's the movie theater aspect. Like, mm -hmm. you go to the movie theater to watch a movie. Yeah. But why is it they made money off you on the movie, on the popcorn, yep. on the arcade if you have kids? Yep. Um, and then they're also renting out spaces like the Pizza Pizza, the Yogan Fruit. So yep. the movie theater itself got paid four different ways. Exactly. But you went there for one reason. So for one reason. Exactly. So That's a really great example. I never even thought of it that way. And I'm a movie goer. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a movie goer. Like, I'm always at the theater. That's a great perspective, for real. Okay, so... Growing up, we're going to switch gears here. Okay. Who was your greatest influence? Oh, wow. Um, and why? I don't think I've ever been asked this question before. Wow. Really? Okay. My greatest influence. I've had a few individuals that influenced me in different ways. Mm -hmm. Like, I mean, for lack of better terms, it is what it is. My babysitter. Okay. Um, my babysitter was one of the top individuals in the neighborhood making money. I won't go into how they made their money. Okay. No. But it, it showed me a way that you can make an honest, not an honest living, but you're making money being free, mm -hmm. not working a job. So seeing that was very important. And then also like growing up, I was very a sport kid. I played a lot of basketball. Oh. My parents couldn't really afford to pay for my basketball. Yeah. They were paying for my basketball in the hood. Mm -hmm. So it's like, oh, if you guys can have the life that I want and you're paying for stuff that I want. I should be looking to you guys. So that was a big influence. And then I think on the flip side, yeah. my brother was also a heavy influence for me. Oh, that's good. Because I saw the good and the bad. Mm -hmm. So the, I guess it's kind of both in my, my, my mind. He went to school, um, went to high school, then went to post-secondary. Okay. But he jumped from program to program to program to program. Mm -hmm. Someone's paying for this. Not me. It's not, it wasn't the government. It's parents, grandparents, et cetera. Yeah. But watching him jump from program to program to program, and now he's in a field he did nothing in the school for, it was, I'm not following that path. You know Good what point. I mean? Yeah. So yeah. from middle school, I knew it? I wasn't going post-secondary. <laughs> Everyone's like, what do you mean? I'm like, there's nothing out there for me. I want to be Andre Gordon, nice condo, nice car, beautiful wife, Simple. beautiful family, yeah. no title attached to my name. Yeah. So I would, I'd honestly say babysitting and my brother. That's, that's, that's a really good way to look at it, too, because most people would say, like, yeah, their mom, this. But sometimes, like, with that, they can either show you which route you should go or which yes. way you don't want to go, right? So that kind of creates who you are, where you want to go, um, and what you want to do with your life. Because my family, like, my parents, they both work. Like, entrepreneurship wasn't really... Um, something they did, but my mm. grandmother, she. Um, so who's the grandma? Who's the grandmother, man? <laughs> they take the biggest risks for the family. So growing up, I was a what we call oops, what we call a shop kid. So uh, my grandma had her salon um, when I was like young, and I came to Canada, and that's where I would spend my weekends seeing all her clients, mm. um, the business she had built for herself, um, which was incredible growing up. And me personally, I thought I was just gonna go to school, get a job. But then once I started, I did all that, and I'm just like, I don't like this. Wow. I don't like it at all. It was not for me. Um, I was always the rebel, I would say. Like, I'm going to do what I want, what I want kind of thing. And even though it hasn't been easy, I feel like entrepreneurship has been the greatest option for me. Because even with my child, I'm just like, honestly, I'm going to put away this money for you. You can choose what you want to do with it. 
you're older, you can get yeah. to school, you can start a business with it, right? Um, I see both sides of it. I mm. really do. But like my parents were just go to school, get a job. And it's just like, okay, but I don't want to have that life of go to school, come home, go to work, go to school. Or now you're older, go to work, come home, go to work, come home. Like That's not the life I want. So here's, here's my dilemma. And mm-hmm. I think it's something that I even want to ask you back. Okay. All right. For current slash future kids, mm-hmm. how do you tell them you got to go to school knowing you were never that person that was like, I'm going to follow the traditional route? I didn't follow a traditional route, kind of. Um, that's a good question. Back to me. Yeah. I, 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 I honestly, I wouldn't, I'm not putting that on my kids yeah. to go to school. I'm not. If you choose that you don't want to go to post-secondary, that's fine. Um, start a business, learn a trade. There's so many different ways to become rich now. And You're right. it's so bad to say this, but I feel like no, no offense to my people who have jobs, please. You're not going to get rich working a nine to five. You're right. You're not. You're you, right. It's sad to say, but you're not because you, your income is either going to stay steady or you're going to have a bit of an increase. All you're doing is pretty much building someone else's business, someone else's dream. And that's why a lot of people today, like, yes, they have their nine to five, but majority of people have their side hustle, right? Because sometimes your job is not keeping up with life. Like, even right now, it's just like a lot of people are getting laid off. Like, I saw that. Oh, yeah. Microsoft laid off like 10,000 people. Um, Amazon laid off 16,000 people. And it's like, what are those people going to do now? Google just announced the same thing this morning, too. Really? 12,000. That's a lot of people without a job. Right. And if you don't have a side hustle, like you're sitting here thinking, how the hell am I going to pay my bills now? Yeah. It's tough. It's tough. And it's it's scary. But I, I always thought of it. I don't want to put that into anybody else's hand. I, I guess I can say I'm controlling in that sense, but I don't want someone to pick up tomorrow and be like, okay, you're fired. Yeah. We're laying you off. There's no pride in that. There's none. There's n- absolutely. And that's one thing I've learned as, as a man. You can't be a man where another person controls your income and tells you, hey, this is when you can call. This is when you can go on vacation. That, that I have to fake cough to call in sick that and when I can use a washroom. It's like, there's no pride in that. That part and like being micromanaged, like, I don't like it. You're not about, to, it's, like I said, rubble in some way, shape or form, but you're not about to tell me when I yeah. can go on vacation when I can't. And you're not about to tell me I can only take two weeks out of a 52-week year. Like, how? How? I'm working the other 50, but I can only take two weeks off. Yeah. So it's just like, I, I, I personally couldn't do it. But if you do it, like, kudos to you. But that's just, it's just not for me. So I don't think I would put that pressure on my kid to be like, gotcha. go to school. Gotcha. Like, yes, I'm, I'm, I put a way for him to do that. But if he chooses to do other with the money, like start a business or want to fund something or whatever he wants to do with it, be my guest. Because school is not the only route. Right, so that's kind of my thing. I, what about you? Would you? I don't know. I don't know. think you would. I don't know if you personally. Could. I, I have. I've been thinking about this for the last maybe four years now, mm-hmm. because I've I've dabbled into entrepreneurship very early on yeah. and ran back to a job. Dabbled, ran back to a job, and then the third time. This is a three times a charm, right? But yeah. <laughs> the third time, it finally worked for me. Okay. So from since then, it's been like, whoa, it's working. Who am I to have kids and be like, you got to go to college or university? 
And they could turn around and be like, but dad, you never wanted to go. You're just going to throw it back in your face. And kids will do that to you. They'll be the first to tell you about yourself. Oh, yeah. Yeah, they absolutely <laughs> will. So I agree with you. You can't okay. really put that pressure on them. Like, if they choose to, they choose to. If they don't, they don't. Like, I wouldn't get mad. But a question for you. How can someone get, like, the Andre Gordons? Can't. Oh! <laughs> that that no, part. <laughs> I say that I say that in the most humblest way. Yeah. Because I always say like who I am today is based off the experience that I went through growing up in life. Mm-hmm. I mean like I've been through. I wouldn't want somebody to go through what I went through in life. And yeah. I mean like yeah. being like imagine being a 12, 14 year old kid playing basketball, walking into a gym, and a guys actually telling you you better not win this game today. Oh. And it's like what do you mean not win this game today? I'm yeah. For sure I'm playing to win. I'm playing to try to yeah, get a scholarship, all this stuff. That's the point. And then when you finish the game, you go outside, and before you realize, a metal tool is being put out on your leg. Oh, yeah. You're looking at the tool. 50 minutes later, you realize your wallet, your phone, now gone. Mm. You know what I mean? So going through that experience, those things have shaped me to who I am today. Yeah. So when people ask, like, I get that question all the time. Like, Andre, how do I be like you? It's like, you don't want to be like me. The trauma and stuff I had to go they, through to get to who I am. They like the, what the end product. Now. Yeah. And it's, and it's important. People got to understand, like, it's not about the glory. It's about the story behind it. Yeah. So it's like for that person that desires to be successful, if you want to call it that, because I still feel like I'm not an end product. I still feel like I got ways to go. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to sacrifices. Mm-hmm. Like I sacrificed my social life from age 18 to 23. No clubs, no parties, none of that. I don't think a single club in Toronto has ever seen me, to yeah. be honest. Um, I can't even name. There's probably like only one club I, I can name and I've never even been to it. I'm not a clubber either. I think about the last club I've been to was government. Look how long that's been closed. See, do you know what that is? It's like, yeah, closed many, many years ago. Oh, I don't even know that one. Yeah, so sacrifices are a big part. You yeah. got to sacrifice, ultimately, social life. Mm-hmm. I sacrificed sleep. I sacrificed a whole lot of things. I mean, like... And some people ain't ready for that. No disrespect. I mean, it's in the most respectful way. I had to break up with an ex to get, get it going. Yeah. You know what I mean? And she didn't understand it. Some friends were like, wow, you chose business over that. And I was like, yes, I did. You know what I mean? So sacrifices are very important. Um, discipline, like you mentioned, because, mm-hmm. of course, being your own boss, you don't really have a set schedule. And I think three, which is probably the scariest thing everybody runs from. <coughs> Go ahead, sorry. Number three, the thing people are very scared to run from is personal development, right? A lot of the secrets we're looking for are just Keep in the going. books people won't read. You know what I mean? So it's like reading books. I have a thing where I do 10 pages a day. It's like if I just, just don't want to read at all that day, which I'm not a big reader. I mean, if I'm not a big reader, so if I'm like, I don't want to read today, I'll at least, okay, Andre, get through the 10 pages at least. You know what I mean? Discipline. Right. So it's very, very important to, man, I think even fourth, last one I would honestly say, being very cautious of who you listen to. Yeah. Right. Very cautious of who you listen to because, like, <laughs> I've, my brother can attest to this, literally. I've always said this. If you don't make six figures, I don't care for your opinion. Right. I literally said to like Andre, I don't care. I like your shoes, your car, your this. How much did you make last year? And if it wasn't six figures, I don't care for their opinion. And then when I got to six figures, now I went back and I said, You see guys, listen to you guys kept me broke. I listened to rich people. Now I'm where I'm, I want to be at. So now I've upped the bar. Now it's if you don't make seven figures, I don't care for your opinion. Honestly, surrounding yourself with the right people can get you so much further. Cheat code. Literally. It is. It really, really is. Because when you think about it, 
what is that quote? It says, surround yourself with five broke people, you'll be the sixth. Yeah. Surround yourself with five rich people, you'll be the sixth. You're the average of the five people you spend most of your time with. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a big one. It's so true. But it's hard. It's hard. Like, I'm not going to lie. Like, I'm, I'm a millennial. You know what I mean? Like, I'm on social media. I'm seeing bottles being popped and this stuff, this stuff. And I'm like, oh, my God. I want to be there. But I'm like, yeah. I want to be there, but not with you guys. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? It, so it sounds bad, but it's just yeah. understanding that, like, I can't. What are we celebrating? Like, I'm there celebrating something else. You're celebrating to escape that it's Friday night. No, that's not what I want to celebrate. You know what I mean? So it's, it's difficult, uh, to say the least, but necessary for sure. Big one. So how can we keep up with you on social media? Like the Kardashians. I mean, <laughs> um, my name's literally the Andre Gordon on all social media platforms. Okay. Um, Instagram is probably the number one most important one, but I'm going to be very honest. There's a lot of fake pages of me. So anything with an underscore. Oh, that big, huh? Underscores, extra O's, extra N's, numbers. <laughs> do not follow. Do not respond back. I will never offer to trade or invest for you. That's how they get people. <laughs> Send me $5,000. I will never do that. Oh, my goodness. Um, so the Andre Gordon on Instagram for the most part and YouTube. Yeah. I have a Twitter where I kind of like tweet my random thoughts every now and then. Now and then. People still use Twitter. I realized there's a whole world I'm missing out on. Really? Yeah, because I was on Twitter like 10, 15 years ago. And yeah, that's when it was bumping. Yeah. Everybody was on Twitter. But now it's hot again, apparently. So really? I just got back on it maybe six months ago. I, every day I kind of regret deleting my Twitter because I don't know if you know him, but Morris Chestnut followed me on Twitter. I loved him. Wow, you deleted it? You don't like I, Morris Chestnut? I loved him, but I deleted my personal Twitter wow. after a while because I'm like, nobody uses this anymore. And then I regret it to this day. Yeah, no, you would actually respond to my tweets. Twitter's really good. I think what I've, I've realized is this. Because I'm really big on teaching people social media brand and stuff as well, too. Instagram has become the new resume. If yes, I meet absolutely. somebody, first thing I want to know is what's your Instagram to validate. That's are you who you really say fact. you are? Yeah. Twitter's where I'm going to come to to figure out what are you really thinking. Yeah. That That's right. Good point. What yeah. are the things that you're thinking that you just can't say in a video or a phone? So or on Instagram, yeah. yeah, yeah. That's a big one because most people don't even ask for business cards nowadays. It's like, oh, what's oh. your Instagram? Yeah, business. Someone comes to me a business card. It's like, mm, what's this? Race the paper. It's literally gonna sit in my cup holder in my car. I'm never gonna look at it and tell right? me something to like blow what? my nose in or something. I I don't know. Oh gosh, <laughs> just to pick my teeth. <laughs> God forgive me. But yeah. Most people just ask, what's your Instagram? And then from there, they'll be able to, like, yeah. you can engage more. You can build a relationship more. Business cards are just kind of. Old school. I was just about to say. That's the, block, that's the blockbuster. Yeah, exactly. And now we're all digitally. We're online. So I feel you on that one. Um, This question is kind of a big one, I guess I could say. What kind of legacy do you want to leave behind when it's all said and done? Um, I think it's the number one thing I live for as a whole. My biggest, my biggest purpose, my definite purpose is to show people that there's a way for you to make it without following the traditional route. Yeah. That's been my number one thing. It's like, I want people to understand that like you can, I'll put it like this. I don't believe there's such thing as a right or wrong decision. Right. You just got to make a decision and make it the right one. Mm -hmm. So it's like understanding that everything has pros and cons. If you decide to date that girl, date that guy, there's a pro and con. Decide to follow that business venture is a pro and a con. You just can't just focus only on the pros. But regardless of the path that you're following, you can make it to the other side. If someone, if God has done it for somebody, he can do it for you. Absolutely. So 
Absolutely. And I feel like another thing too is people see on Instagram this whole facade. It's fake. Instagram is fake. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. It's, it's, it's fake. Yeah, because people post the best of them yeah. on Instagram. No one's going to post. Well, people, a couple of people have done it, but crying on Instagram. But <laughs> but, it, but but they get the good light in to make the cry look good. Yeah, they do. And the tears coming down, eyes red. I will never personally do that. But yeah, people only show what's good on Instagram. They don't show the bad. They don't show the downs of yeah. being a business. So No, you're honestly so true. Like I remember... So I talk about it very, I'm very open with it. My dad's passing in September. Yeah. Three, four days afterwards, I'm back on Instagram. Everyone's like, are you okay? Like, don't you need time for yourself? Yeah. I'm like, I'm not going to be here sitting at you guys crying, but I understand what I went through is a story for someone else to learn from. Yeah. So I want to show people ultimately, it's like you can turn your pain into champagne. Just don't sit and sulk with yourself and play victim. Yeah. I think where everyone goes wrong, it's, oh my gosh, I just had to close down for COVID. Someone just passed. And they want the whole world to feel their pain. And it's yeah, like, no one's like, going to feel your pain. Get back out there. Get your ass up and get back out there. Sulking is not going to do anything. Yeah. It's going to do absolutely nothing. Yeah. So I, I just learned. I said, you know what? Like, I'm going to show people, like, you can go through pain and still make it happen. But maybe you, you alter a few things. So, for example, one big thing for myself was his passing made me more closer to my Jamaican roots. Yeah. So now I'm going, my plan is to go to Jamaica every two to three months to build something for myself out there. That's amazing. You know what I mean? So it's like, I'm not going to stop grinding and working my face off, but now I'll do it while sitting in Jamaica. That's beautiful. Right? And who's going to complain about That's that? That's big goals right there. <laughs> Perfect. Um, any last words? Anything else you want to say? Um, honestly, I feel like the number one thing for everybody is really just go out there and make, make, make something happen for yourself. Yeah. Right? The government's not on your side. Your parents aren't on your side. No one's on your side. You just nope. got to really take action. Yep. And uh, if you want it bad enough, like, just go for it. Exactly. All right. Thank you so much, Andre, for joining us. Appreciate it. Being so brave and being the first guest on our show. So thank you. All right. Hope to see you next time. Absolutely. All right.